Welcome to Little Bit Weebish. This is the podcast where I, Megan Cardenas, chat with my friends about anime, um, except <laughs> we are shaking things up with manga as we have been for the last two episodes. And this is our last episode that we are covering the Toilet Bound Hanukkah-kun manga series uh, by Ida Iro. Uh, we're covering episodes seven through nine, and I'm doing that with Kaylee Wheeler. And Kaylee, tell us how you are doing today. I am so ready to, I'm sad this is our last volume manga, but I'm excited to go through things that I just found out today. So I'm really excited to go through it. Seriously, classic me. <laughs> <laughs> we're both procrastinators, so. <laughs> exactly. I just was like, oh. Crap, I should have like timed this better, but literally I was last minute reading, but that's okay. That means it's like extra fresh for oh, us, yeah. you know? Yeah, it is. And they're <laughs> real fresh. <laughs> exactly. And oh my gosh, the cliffhanger that we ended on with volume nine. I am like, <laughs> where is this going? Also, this would make excellent season two material. I am just throwing that out there into the universe. Even season um, three, like, come on now. Seriously. I mean, like, How to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon has five seasons already. Can we do this one? <laughs> At least another one, please. <laughs> please. Um, but okay, everyone, let's just dive right in. If you're following along or reading along or just listening and you're cool with spoilers, let's get into it. Volume seven. It covers all of the Hell of Mirrors. And it's actually kind of pretty much true to the anime in this section so of course the order is craziness but the story arc itself is pretty similar i will say i had read a hilarious review from goodreads it made me laugh it was from shara and uh they gave five stars and they said never thought a story with toilet in its name would make me cry oh my gosh that's happened to me. <laughs> I've cried yeah. over a toilet. Bound. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh my gosh, just cracked me up because I'm like, I have been there. I have literally cried so much over the series. And it's like the title itself is so off-putting, but it's so good. Um, but yeah, specifically though with this volume, I really have like two notes. And that's one... Um, when it talks about how, you know, the thing that Nene fears most is what's going to happen in the hell of mirrors and Nene's are her legs that she's a daikon, that she's a radish that she, you know, because of her legs. Well, I just does it to her. This, well, Mitsuba says it. The fish was like, hey, your beastly legs when they're trying to get her to be one of their princess. I'm like, dude, you got fins. You don't yeah, even know. You don't even have legs. You don't what even do you know? know? Exactly. What do you know um, what shape they could be? But seriously. But like, I just love though that of all the things that could be her like worst fear with the W a capital W a capital F worst fear that it is her legs 
I just think that that's like so innocent. It's nothing about like her role as a supernatural assistant. It's just her legs. And I just thought that that was so freaking endearing of her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also not that she'd be like alone either or that she'd be boyfriendless. Again, just her legs. I think so, that would be. Right. Exactly. Um, but okay. My next thing, though, which I feel like it wasn't touched on by the anime, but of course I could have had, like, you know, a total, like, scrubbing of the brain for this part. But Tsukasa had changed Mitsuba, and Ko is like, why would you do that? It's your fault Mitsuba's gone in the first place. And Tsukasa says, mm, just because I always wanted to try making one. An artificial human. What? Amine and I saw one a long time ago. There was a movie with an artificial human that attacked everyone. Oh, but this is a ghost, so I guess this is an artificial ghost, huh? I didn't count on it being such a weakling that it can't exist in the mortal world, though. Still, I mean, pretty cool, right? Like so creepy and like dude (laughs) seriously and so twisted that it's just like you are a literal psycho where you who gave him the power to grant wishes like how did he get this uh, right exactly and over the dead yeah exactly and um but it makes me feel bad because Obviously, Mitsuba is a pawn um, for Tsukasa. And I just thought that Tsukasa's motive, his MO, um, was v- made very clear here. It might just, it might have seemed like crazy derangement in the anime or in previous episodes, but there seems to be like possibly an end game for him or at least some sort of objective. Upside. Yeah. Aside from him being just crazy, you know? Right. Like, maybe like an army to take over human life or something. I don't know. Well, he did say, like, hey, if the world gets broken, leave it broken. You know? Yeah. So maybe. I don't know. Um, But that was kind of my thoughts on Volume 7. Like, again, super true to the anime. So I think we should just, like, jump into Volume 8. As much as we like Mitsuba, we should just move along. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that. <laughs> All right, so volume eight. I will say this. The first half of volume eight was so beautiful and it made me cry that, okay, in my opinion, all the volumes are five stars. But if it was possible, the first half of this volume alone would make it a six or a Ooh, seven star. Really? I cried. I thought it was beautiful. This like, yeah, this moment. And oh my gosh, I would give anything again to see this animated. It was so good. Just so everyone knows, this is all brand new material. So we talk about delivery, summer lights, moke of the dead, and the melancholy of the new number three. All of this is brand new not covered in the anime so let's get into it the only thing in the anime is like right in the beginning of this yeah Uh, doing her hair 
and that's bef- and that's when <laughs> she yells. Yeah, something. you're the teacher's like, don't you do makeup after class? That is 100% right. Yeah. So basically 98% of this was not in the anime. Um, But okay, so let's talk about, okay, in the spook 36 on page 17, there's a part where like Hanako is just extra clingy with her, like between their shared kiss, between um, knowing about Nene and just like coming to terms with that. Um, and then also her being sucked into the mirrors. He's just being extra clingy with her. And yeah. he says, when you suddenly got sucked into that mirror, I was pretty lonely too, you know? Weren't you lonely too, Yashido? And of course, Nene like blushes hardcore. And I will say, um, it reminds me of volume one when Hanako had taken the mermaid scale and he said mm-hmm. it would be so she wouldn't be lonely. Yeah. And that she'd have someone to share things with again. So it's that word again that's being like echoed throughout this. And I think that just them gaining companionship and friendship is going to be just like an even bigger part of this or just like the contrast of friendship and loneliness, I guess I should say. But um, yeah, I think the loneliness is like a foundation for their friendship because they don't both don't want that. Right. But. I think it's pretty sweet for them. However, saying the loneliness part, especially in this context, like, I was lonely, were you lonely? Oh, it reminded me of my worst date ever, where (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing so hard. But, like, a ton of stuff happened before this pinnacle moment that, like, still, like, played a part in it being the worst date ever. But this part in particular, the guy was, like, asking me to be his girlfriend. And he had said, you know, you're lonely and I'm lonely. But if we were together, we wouldn't be lonely anymore. (laughs) And so Uh (laughs) to me, (laughs) oh, my gosh, it was so bad. Um, needless to say, I didn't fall for that, but... Right, because um, it not like, I like you. It's just like, hey, you're lonely. I'm lonely. Let's be together. Yeah. That's not a great <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? I just was like, I'm seeing a parallel. However, my personal life was like Red Flag City. For them, I think it's freaking adorable. And I just... Right. <laughs> I can't help but laugh, though, because I was like, bless their hearts. They're (laughs) cute, at least, you know? (laughs) At least you're cutie. Exactly. Um, Oh, my gosh. Okay, though. So there's a part where... Okay, so it's hard because not every page is numbered but on page 26 and 27 of course uh ko is obviously upset with what happened with the hell of mirrors because there's also the mitsuba element and so nene's just like I (laughs) yeah Yeah, and nene's like i want to help him and so she asks akane aoi 
And on page 26, he's just like, hey, just invite him to this uh, festival thing. And he's like, I'm positive he'd be super excited to go with you. After all, Yashido-san, he clearly loves you. And Hanako grabs Akane and like stops him from saying those words. And he shakes him and he... And Akane then grabs Hanako off of him and he's like, wait, honorable number seven? Don't tell me you're sulking? So, like, he has feelings for her, right? Like, Kaylee, I gasped what? when I read this. <laughs> I gasped because this is what I, this is what I want. And what's hysterical is like, Nene, you're in this little love triangle, and you don't even know it. You want to oh, you want to fight for so bad, and they're like <laughs> telling tug of war. But I also love in that um, where. I can't, or that guy's talking, and in the chair, Hanako's wearing a plaque that says, I turned her hair into a radish. So it's like, he's not talking about, like, those memes where the cat's like, I pooped on the floor, and then, like, yeah. it. and then, like, he's in the timeout chair. <laughs> oh, gosh, I freaking love this anime, or this manga so much, but yeah, that, that moment made me gasp. I freaking loved it. Um, but then, yeah. of course, Nene, she does ask him to go to a festival. And I'm like, oh, Nene, you basically kiss Hanako on the cheek. And now you're asking Ko on a date? Oh, she doesn't you? even know the power she has over these two. She and doesn't. Like, you are just cute, girl. Like, you got it. You got this two boys. Well, boy and a ghost. <laughs> Yeah, uh, an underclassman and a ghost, bless her. And an older man. <laughs> um, now, okay, there is something. So um, there is a festival. But, oh, I love festivals. <laughs> oh my gosh. And what I would give to go to a Japanese festival. Like, I kid and you not. The traditional, uh, what are they called? Um, dresses. Yes, the yukata. Yukata. Uh, I want to wear one of those so bad. The cute bow in the back. I probably would fall on my face because I feel like you have to walk like very tiny steps. Oh, but it, it'd be beautiful. So but um, so of course, though, she does invite him to this festival. But Kanako's like, but wait, I can't go past this school. So you guys come to the school instead at this time on July 7th for the festival. And I just was like, is this just like a random date that they picked or is there something significant with July 7th? And sure enough, there is. So um, July yeah. 7th is a holiday. It's the Tanabata Festival, the Star Festival. And in the translation notes, it's so freaking cute how they describe this. That's The Tanabata is a holiday on July 7th that celebrates the annual reunion of Orihime and Hikoboshi, two deities whose love whose love so distracted them from their duties that the Milky Way was put between them to keep them apart for the rest of the year. It is customary to make wishes on this holiday by writing them on slips of paper called tana, uh, Tanzaku and tying them to the bamboo branches 
used to decorate for the holiday. So Aww, it's just, I, like that. I know it's so precious. And so they all decide to go to this festival, which I freaking loved. Yes. And um, of course, um, Nene gets dressed up in her yukata and the boys are literally floored. They're like, you are Dog so up. cute. Drool hanging down. Yeah, practically. Um, But okay, what is really, really cool, though, but what's really, really cool, though, is that because they are at the festival, but through a boundary in the school, so Hanako can attend, so it's Mm -hmm. all with all these supernaturals, they have to wear, Ko and Nene have to wear a triangle crown, which I was like, the triangle crown looks familiar because that is what Nora in Noragami, the anime, also wears. The same triangle crown. Get out of here. Yes. And so then I looked and I was like, it's probably in the translation notes. And sure enough, it was. So let me read it. Because I'm like, not only did you add value to this anime manga, you also did it for Noragami. So thank you. But basically it (laughs) says, yeah, it says, a triangle crown or tenkan, literally meaning heavenly crown, is a white triangle cloth headband that corpses were traditionally dressed in. More ornate versions were originally worn by figures in Buddhist mythology and during the anointing of an emperor, but the cloth version mimicking the same shape became a way for the dead to claim uh, for the dead to claim similarly high status and avoid giving off offense to King Enma, who judges the dead, which King Enma, I'm 90% sure, is also in the Noragami uh, show anime. Um, but yeah, who judges the dead. While Tenken no longer common uh while Tenken are no longer commonly used at funerals, Japanese ghosts often still are depicted as wearing them and white clothes as useful shorthand for something for quote, something only a dead person would wear. End quote. That is so interesting. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, uh, Nora and Noragami, her outfit makes sense. But also now uh, we see Ko and Nene also wearing these cute little triangle crowns to not upset the supernatural people, um, you know, with humans on their special festival. But okay, there's also a really cute part on page 54 where there's this teach me Hanako-kun section uh, where Hanako talks about the star festival wishing slips, which I think is just so fun. But basically there are five different colored wishing slips and the booths give you different ones, mm-hmm. uh, different kinds. And if a person can collect all five of the different wishing slips, they are then able to write the same wish on all of them and hang them to the wish tree. And if they do that, their wish is for sure going to be granted. And of course, Ko immediately thinks 
if he gets all five, he might be able to help Senpai live longer, which I think is precious. Oh. And then Nene thinks I might be able to get thinner ankles. And the look is just like desperation. Like, I want these so much. I know the same expression for both of them, and it kills me. Ko is like this heartwarming, like, oh, I'm going to save a life. And she's like, I want to get thinner angles. <laughs> so funny. Oh, love her. But, okay, but basically, though, people are probably like, but what is so beautiful about this? Why did you cry? Well, there's a part where Ko's like, hey, let or Hanako's like, hey, let's go this way. We're going to go, uh, we're going to go you know, to the wishing tree. And as she's walking, she gets knocked into, uh, like knocked over by this cow, uh, you know, this Milky Way cow parade. It makes sense in the manga. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. But she then goes back in time, wild, back to the 60s. And sure enough, there is an elementary a uh, elementary school aged Amine who asks if she's okay. How adorable is he? I am. I was freaking out when I was like, "Holy crap!" She goes back in time again and meets Amine, and right because she got knocked over by a cow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the supernatural world, which is so her, basically, at this point, that something like this would happen. Um, And, of (laughs) course, she tries to get the one... um, uh, Amine has one slip, a wishing slip, and it happens to be the exact color that she needs. And she tries to get it in the most creepy way from him. Um, because at this point she thinks, well, maybe if I get all of them, I can wish myself back into the spirit world festival, you know, back in my time. So she tries to get it from Amine and he's just like, no, I can't give this to you. But instead he's like, but how about, you know, we share this meal together? How sweet. Like take right. care of her, this random girl that almost like looked like to murder you about... <laughs> getting your wish tag you're like girl i just met you exactly and um you know of course that she lies she basically is like he's like well why do you need these wishes and she's like uh so i can get a boyfriend (laughs) and he and little amine goes um uh he goes you know that guy's the total worst to you know treat a girl like that and he goes if it were me i'd treat you much better much much better and she's like, huh? And she gets this tiny flashback of where Hanako said he would treat her much better than that guy back when she was, like, wanting to avoid cleaning the toilets. Yeah. And then she's like, hey, what's your name? And that's when she realizes that, holy crap, this is Hanako, a.k.a. Amine. Um, and it's so precious. They end up spending kind of, like, a good chunk of the time together Uh, where they eat this meal and she's very sweet with him and it's kind of precious and then you know Amine he go he just like hands out the wishing slip and he's like did you really want it this badly and she's like I do are you giving it to me and he was like actually I was going to write that I wanted to be an astronaut on it 
Oh, Ryan with wheels. Yeah. And she's like an astronaut. And he's like, yeah, I'd go past the sky and see the sun and the moon up close. But just because I wrote that on a wishing slip doesn't mean it's going to come true. And he's like, and you did eat dinner with me. Besides, he says, I think you might be my kind of type so you can have it. I'm done. I'll... All right, Kyle, you're cute, but I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm pretty much deceased. <laughs> because this was just so precious, Kaylee. Like, I literally was like, I just was like, if little boy Amine and Hanako share this sort of similarity, it's like he genuinely feels for, uh, Nene and genuinely likes her. And of course, Nene has this moment where, should I keep going? I feel like I'm spoiling. Well, hopefully people read this because it was so stinking cute. Um, But I'm going to keep going, actually. Okay. Because, yeah, she sees these fireworks. (laughs) Yeah. She sees these fireworks. She feels like this is just all so beautiful. Could this be a dream? And she's like, "Uh, what if? This is all a dream. This boy is here, smiling and excited. But when he is just a little older, he's going to kill his own brother. If only that were all a dream. 1964. And in 1969, we see. So I think in five years, he kills him. Yeah. And that part also made me cry because she's just like, Oh, if only this were all a dream. And because of that, she says, Amine kun. And she gives him all of her wishes instead. And she says, You can have them all. And he's like, Whoa, how many wish wishing slips did you have? And he's like, and she says, If you write all your wishes, uh, she says, if you write all your wishes and you put them on the big wish tree, your wish will come true. She's like, it absolutely will come true. And she's like, so I want you to use these Amine-kun. And she's like, thank you for buying this for me. And, you know, they have this cute little moment. And he's like, are you sure? Because uh, your wish won't come true. And basically, um, you know, she gives him those wishes that she would have used on herself. And, um, you know, she she decides that she'll find another way back. And she ends up giving him this little kiss dang it uh she ends up giving him this little kiss on the forehead it's very sweet very innocent and she just says that's a magic spell to make sure you can be an astronaut and she says i'll always be rooting for you and then she runs into the cow in this festival to get her back because of course course. (laughs) yeah because that's how she'll get back um But literally, I thought this was so freaking beautiful. I don't know. I just feel like there are just these moments where, like, people just literally pop up in your life and they're so sweet and they just, like, are just in your life for some reason. And I just love these moments where Nene pops into Amine's life. And I don't know. I think it's really sweet. I think she influenced a lot. Because what if he said this is a magic spell and kisses Nene <gasps> earlier because she did it to him and that's just something that comforted him, right? 
Do you think that ghost Hanako or that Hanako remembers Nene from popping in and out of his life as I a don't. living person? I think he's been alive for so long that he just remembers crucial parts. Mm-hmm. Just like getting older anyway. You just don't remember everything about... I don't think he remembers her as he should. Mm. But she's popped in when in the school, you know, when he she was going to banish him up, he ran away yep. from her. This part. So there's a deeper connection <sighs> somehow that I think a lot of what crucial if, parts of his personality she helped with maybe. But what if he runs away? I thought he kind of ran away because he was embarrassed because he's bandaged up. But yeah. technically, Nene sees him when he is even younger than that. And then she comes back when he's a little bit older. What if he just sees her and recognizes her as the girl from the festival and literally runs away because he's kind of freaked out? Yeah, like, like how he remembered her. her. Yeah, that's it. <gasps> I hope so, because that would make so much sense. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that he remembers these things. Oh my gosh, I've never done anything does, more. But I want him to get hit by a cow or something, and then <laughs> him like flashback montage of Nene being the best thing in his life when he was alive. Oh, oh my gosh, oh that would kill me. I would love that. Well, it's probably gonna happen when he explains everything to her, and then she probably dies right after. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and then the last part that makes me cry is that a few pages after that, she does get back, but we see a little moment. Oh, crap. Okay. We see a moment where we see where Amine writes down his wishes. And instead of saying that he wants to be an astronaut, he wrote, I wish to see Nene again. And I'm like... That's probably when... The door thing, when they go through the boundary. Yeah. So his wish will come true. And then he, and then he also sees her as a ghost, or when he's a ghost. But yeah, I just like sobbed, and obviously I'm like still getting choked up. Um, but it was so freaking beautiful. I feel like that like first half was just, I don't know. But I just. I like the idea of people popping up in your life when you need them and that they are just a wonderful, like, shining moment in your life. Like a crucial turning point in your life, yeah. Yeah. What depth to a toilet anime? (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's, again, like Shara said in uh, the review, why why is a manga with toilet in the name making me cry? Right. Um, I hope hope she's listening to this. That'd be amazing. That would be. But, um, okay. Now, of course, things turn. They take a turn because we see Psycho Minamoto Senpai. Um, you know, basically, uh, start a Moke Zombie Apocalypse. No. And, uh, he, like, terrifies this moke, and honestly, this is a moment where it was spoiled for me with the after-school manga. I I know I've said this, but, like, it kind of spoiled Minamoto-senpai's character 
you know, he's not just this pretty boy, but he's kind of got this like psycho, dark, edge, really right? mean streak. Yeah, against supernaturals. Um, so yeah, basically, it's all his fault that he got all of the school psycho because of this zombie moke apocalypse. And um, but Ko finds out. Ko's like, wait, you're the one who caused this big mess. And Minamoto's like, uh... Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And Ko, bless his heart, but Ko's just like, no dessert for you tonight, Nichan. He's like, aww. <laughs> I love dessert. That is a punishment. Seriously. But yeah, he... But yeah, I feel like that's kind of a stark contrast that we're seeing between the brothers, is that, um, you know, Minamoto... Uh, Ko tries to resolve conflicts like by helping the supernaturals, but Minamoto, in his extreme like dislike of them, causes huge accident within the school. And I think Ko is going to get more powerful as a exorcist, while Minamoto just kind of like, you know, I don't know. I think his prejudice will be his undoing somehow. Me too. Me too. I think that that's the perfect way that you said it. His prejudice. Um, but yeah, basically though, this volume was perfect. And then I want to talk about page 171 where Mitsuba, he finds his little gang and, you know, they throw him a cute little party and he says to Sakura, he's like, I can stay here. And Sakura, she says, well, if you want to, as long as you don't stop wanting to. And I'm like, what does that mean? Especially given this theory that I have of her. Like, you can stay here as long as you don't stop wanting to stay here. You know? Like, I just yeah. thought that was interesting how... Just the wording is different, right? Like, double meaning. Right, no because the dude, he's like, what she means is you could stay here as long as you want. But I think it's not that simple because she what? looks surprised and gets kind of like a little, you know, she Panicky. shows a, yeah, she shows a face that she doesn't normally show. And she's just like, if you want to, as long as you don't stop wanting to, yeah. I don't know what it means. Yeah, and that guy, he's not super smart. He's just there because he's simping over her. Like, he's not there for the brains. Let's be I, honest. <laughs> yeah, he's the cute guy. He's the bait. <laughs> yeah, right. He's the babe bait. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think that that's a wrap for episode, eight, or for volume eight. eight. So let's move on to nine. Last one. Whoa, this is crazy. Oh man, for real. And I will say the cliffhanger, the cliffhanger that we end on is wild. And you know what? Because it starts off so confusing, I do think that we need to read the back of the book. Because yeah. I was like, what is happening? Um, basically, all of the chapters are called Picture Perfect. So this is what it says on the back. On a day like any other, Nene goes to school only to find Hanukukun acting like one of her normal classmates. Weirder still, 
Even though he's supposed to be a ghost, nobody seems to find the presence of this so-called Amine-kun strange at all. Nene is determined to get to the bottom of this, and her search leads her to a mysterious tower. So basically, we are plopped into this perfect world where Hanako is no more. Instead, there is Amine-kun, and he is Nene's classmate, and there is flirtatiousness, it is adorable, and Nene freaks out because she's like, what the heck, you are supposed to not be here. Right, like, you are a ghost, and you're look, you're flesh and blood right now. I was so confused. I really had no idea what was happening either. Same, same. I had to read the back because I was like, "Wait, what is going on?" So yeah, it is wild. Um, and uh, obviously, we see that Amine uh, is very has a big time crush on Yashido. He like really likes her. Yeah. And so you can see him, like, trying to, you know, touch her hair and trying to, like, get her to talk to him. And, you know, he scores a goalie. And so he runs over to give her a high five and say, like, did you see that? You know, it's adorable. And it's him being a, you know, a teenage boy. Right. And it just throws Nene off. And she sees this mysterious tower. And she's like, huh, has it always been there? What's happening? But... Yeah, she tries to do all kinds of things to figure it out, but okay. <laughs> like she does all kinds of tests. She even pours salt on his head, and it gets lunch. <laughs> yeah, and it gets to the point where he's like, "Are you trying to tell me you hate me?" And she's like, "Oh crap! I never thought about that." She's like, "Too far, too far." Yeah, she's like, "I've been doing all these things, and it kind of looks like I'm a bully," <laughs> and um. She's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. And he's like, so you don't hate me. You mean it? And he's, she's like, I do. And then this is where I gasped. He said, then do you like me? Yes. And she's like, because she's just like, crap. I said that too fast and too loud. And he gives a little like his Hanukkah, like lazy smile. Like, yeah, 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 you do, girl. You like me. Yeah. And then that's when he asks her on a date. They're going to see Hamster Space Wars, the movie. And they're holding like rifles. I would see this movie, honestly. This it's kind of like those B-rated movies that are so bad they're kind of good. Yes, exactly. But he totally asks her on a date, and he's just like She's like, are you asking me on a date? He's like, I guess I am. He's like, just think about it. And then he like runs away. (laughs) (laughs) Same. I would absolutely run away too. And oh my gosh, I just like lived for it. And I was like, this breaks my heart because if he really was alive, this could totally happen. And it kills me. Right. Um, That this could be so close to how the reality could have been. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, we see a random girl over a canvas um, saying she's not feeling it. And then we get Ko's perspective, where it's all about Ko and Mitsuba, basically, which... Ugh, Mitsuba! 
Yeah. Out of here. God dang it. I don't like you. I know. He just is like so mean to Ko and Ko, bless his heart. He's just like determined to figure this out because he's like, how are you alive? I literally saw you in the hell of mirrors. Um, and you were a supernatural, like you were a school mystery. How did this happen? Did you use your powers? He's so confused. Um, (laughs) But then there's a point when Nene realizes that she has to clean the pool with everyone and that Ko is going to be there. And can I just say that their reunion when they see each other is precious. <laughs> it's kind of like the Baywatch run to each other, but instead of like sexy, it's like just the most pure and wholesome thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> so cute. This is like best friends field of flowers just running toward each other yeah and um you know they're just like holy crap what's happening this is so weird and they're like is this a dream is this real um which i feel bad because i'm like you know what this kind of would be a really beautiful reality and for a brief moment nene is like well this would actually make more sense than like me being a school mystery assistant me having mermaid scales me going to all this stuff you know she's she's not wrong like <laughs> it could have definitely been the other way around but seriously and like she even gets wet and she doesn't have her mermaid scales show up so she just has like the best time like i know when they said they're going to clean a pool i was just like um you're going to turn into a fish. <laughs> right. And she totally does it. And she has the best time. There's even the, like, the little scene. I don't know if you can see it. But, like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the scene where they're, like, all having a blast cleaning this pool. And Nene and Hanako, or Amine, are just, like, laughing with each other. And I'm like, this is so precious. This is the most wholesome thing. I know. And I'm like, I can't even stand how cute it is. Mm-hmm. But basically, they then see the girl again. And they're like, who is she? And then Owie, being, you know, the spreader of rumors in all light, in all realms, apparently. <laughs> all multiverses. She is a rumor spreader. <laughs> yeah, she's like, are you talking about, like, Shijima-san? Uh, Shijima and, you know, basically she's like, oh, she's the girl who's a really good artist, but she died before she graduated. And she said, uh, they say that after Shijima-san died, she became a ghost and she remained in the school uh, drawing pictures because she loves it so much. And then that's when we learned that her family was against her uh, going into the arts. And so she... I don't want to say it because this is kind of a trigger for people, but basically, like in Dead Poets Society, she took control of her end, basically. I think that, that's what a good say. movie. Ugh. Uh, you like it? Oh my gosh, you and Sam can go talk to each other. I <laughs> hate that movie. Is <laughs> how sad it is? Oh, just... <laughs> in Catherine Michael. <laughs> In Friends, you know the gal who, like, steals Monica's, like, identity and credit card? And she basically is just, like, 
her basically her view is mine where she just is like i literally watched the movie and you know what i thought like basically uh that was a waste of my time <laughs> and she's like because she's like all i wanted to do was tell the kid like look just wait till you're an adult like join community theater like life doesn't end and she's like and that's when i decided to take control of my life and i'm like you and i share the same thoughts right. um, but you know right. what no, your point but <laughs> leading yeah. up to that part exactly it's but i'm not gonna yuck anyone's yum you can talk <laughs> about this with sam <laughs> sam let me know <laughs> we'll talk about it later yeah but basically, though, Dead Poet Society herself, and there's a point when we see her not happy with the pictures of Aoi and Akane Aoi, and she just is like, I have to redraw them, and she just, like, chops it up, basically. Yeah, it doesn't even use an eraser, like a knife. <laughs> yeah. This and then, yeah, and then in, they're talking to Ko and Nene, and all of a sudden, those exact jagged marks come on them and they fall to pieces. They crumble in front of them. And Ko and Nene freak out. And all of their friends are like, wait, that's all? Like, that's all that happened? They're like, give it a few minutes. Like, they'll be back to normal. Creepy. <laughs> it's like, what is actually happening here? And of course... Ko gets really confrontational with Mitsuba and then of course Mitsuba is just like he kind of slips something where he's like hey even if this isn't real like can't you just leave it alone what does it matter if this world isn't real they're like what are you talking about and so that's when they find out that they've got to go to the the tower the mysterious tower that popped up and let's talk about the end essentially of this because holy freaking crap I am so unwell basically this gal is the number four school mystery she's one of the seven and she's like basically my world is a fiction world and a world of fiction can't really stand if you don't have the main character so you've got to take out the main character and she's mm -hmm. like if you want to get back to your world it's simple you have to find and kill Amine and Mitsuba. And she's like, those are my main characters in this world and you have to kill them. What? This whole story revolves around Hanako killing his brother and now they have to kill them. And I know it's not real, like reality, but it's real to them. Like These are... They had to look them in the eye. These are the per picture perfect world they wanted to be. Exactly. And we see that Tsukasa and his crew are there. And we learn, so again, it's part of why I think uh, Sakura is not real or is dead also. Because they're kind of in the background. And this, they had set this trap. Uh, for those two specifically yeah and so they're like they're both pretty good at heart so i doubt that they'll be able to make it out of here and um you know they have this mission to kill amine and mitsuba and 
basically they're determined to find another way. Um, but they're pretty sure, like, number four and Sukasa's crew is pretty sure that they will not be able to get out of this. Um, yeah, and if they don't, if they stay in this world for too long, they'll lose their real memories. So they're on a time crunch. Exactly. And what kills me is that at the very end, they're like, hey, there's a meteor shower. Like, Amine has his telescope, and he's like, let's go, basically. You on a little what, mini date under the stars. How romantic. I, <laughs> I know. But what kills me is that just in case you thought that this world was so perfect, oh, oh, contraire. Because <laughs> Sukasa is also there. And Sukasa, he is crazy. He's jumping all over Amine. He's just like, like craziness level. Just like, hey, did you see the shooting stars and like jumping on him and whatnot? I think that's his real self. I don't think that's a fake one. I don't think so either because Nene said a fake world. I wonder if Sukasa-kun is also fake too. But I thought, no. Because this would be Sukasa's perfect world. It's not Amine's perfect world. I think that the Amine slash Hanako is like fake 100%. But I think that this is the perfect world for Mitsuba and the perfect mm-hmm. world for Sukasa. Well, because the um, last one he says, I hope you manage to kill Amine. Yeah, Amine. Amine, there you go. Yeah, I hope you manage to kill Amine. Uh, and that is like the end of the volume seriously and that's how far we've gotten so right when we get done with this i'm gonna go read the 10th volume (laughs) oh my gosh yeah i'm gonna have to get into it but yeah like the uh, yeah i do think that this is the perfect world the fake world for sukasa and mitsuba because Tsukasa, I feel like he loves torturing Amine and he loves basically the tortured soul that is Amine. And in this world, he gets to do that and he gets to do it like brazenly in front of everyone and no one can do a thing about it. And And making the person that really, I won't say love at this point, but really cares for Hanako do it and that's even better not do it yourself but someone that actually cares for him exactly oh it's so brutal and it's so psycho oh my gosh i'm here for it (laughs) i know and yeah that is that's a wrap everyone for just the manga in general um i loved it kaylee did you love it i love talking about this with you i thought it was great yeah yeah, I like I said, this is part of my soul. Like it will always be. I'll probably reread this whole series when I get finished with it. I think it's still coming out, right? Like I don't think it's finished. It's not. It's uh let's see, I think up to volume sixteen is out. So yeah. And I think at least on Goodreads, I think it showed that there were eighteen volumes so far. So plenty of material and everyone thank you for listening along and for like following along with us chatting about manga basically having a little book club meeting of two um 
Yeah, because we just love this series and it's so, so special for both of us. And I hope that you loved it too. We didn't want to go too far in the series because, you know, in case other people couldn't follow along. But yeah, thanks for riding the wave with us, you guys. I thought it was great. I hope you liked our book and ASMR, Turning of the Pages. Let us know <laughs> if that should be a side hustle or shit, dude. Just flipping pages in a microphone. <laughs> Seriously, just have a whole mini weeb episode, just like flipping pages. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's it. Of all the manga you own. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be great. Um, but everyone, again, this is our last episode on the manga series. So um, thank you again for listening along. If you'd like to support the podcast in any way, feel free to share it with a friend or give us a review. It helps us out so much. And if you uh, want to share your thoughts, you can send us an email at littlebitweebish at gmail.com or send us a DM on either Instagram or TikTok. And Kaylee, if the people want to talk to you all about Toilet Pound Hanukkah, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at awkwardkaylee and that's awkward, K-A-Y-L-E-A-A. Let me know what you thought. Let us, I want to know what your thoughts are on um, just the whole anime and manga. What are your conspiracy theories? I want to know how (laughs) Nene is going to get out of this. (laughs) And just let us know just your thoughts. I'm curious. Seriously. Like we've talked about our theories on Aoi-chan. We've talked about Sakura. We've been flabbergasted and upset about Nene. We've been obsessed over these little touch points of Nene coming into real Amine's life. We want to hear all about your thoughts on all of this. So yeah, definitely talk to either me or Kaylee about this. And you guys, you are the best. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time on Little Bit Weebish. Bye! Thank you.